one day you you go from being sheltered and and everything is taken care of for you as a kid. You don't have to think about it. You don't think about, oh, paying the bills or any of that stuff, right? Paying rent or how you need to do certain things or how certain things work in the yeah. household. It's just been done for you by your parents or somebody else. And then it's like, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to age 18, throw you into the deep end and you're expected to know these things. And the the scary part is that if you make an error on certain things like your credit or right on how those things work, yep. that can damage you for decades as an adult. Or not even build your credit. Exactly. I still feel sometimes like a kid. Like I, yeah. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. You know, I'm yeah. just kind of like figuring it out like the rest of us. And that's, I think, one of the really important realizations that I came uh, to learn over the years is that nobody ever really has it figured out. No. Welcome to the Magnetic Mismatch Show. This is Linda. And this is Will. And I have holes in my shirt. You always have holes in your shirt. These are brand, this is a brand new shirt. Look, look guys. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this. I'm, I'm showing on YouTube, but dude, every time, I don't know why. I feel like you have um, holes in every shirt for some reason. <laughs> it's so weird. And it's so weird. Uh, it doesn't happen to you. No. Right? And, I, and, I, and you've, um, I told you to, lower the the temperature in the dryer and to do a, a low spin cycle and it's still ripping i just don't know why what you're doing yeah i uh i just looked it up um did a quick google search to see if other people may have been encountering the same issues and it seems like it's a common issue mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to make myself feel better yeah. But like, yeah, if you're listening and this has the same, you've been experiencing similar issues, please tell me. I yeah. need to fix this. Because every time I buy a new shirt, I get so frustrated and scared. Like, oh, man, it's going to have holes again. Yeah. And once it has holes, I can't wear it going out. I could still wear it at home for like PJs or something. But yeah, see, then you start out, making fun of me. Yeah, like figure out how, how to do laundry correctly <laughs> and not ripping your shirt is part of adulting it's part of being an adult and that yeah. kind of <laughs> nice little segue where we're actually it, it relates to our topic today which is um adulting where's the manual to be being an, a like a grown-up yeah right I there, mean, there is. did you ever get the manual because i i clearly <laughs> clearly <laughs> did not get the manual no on how to be an adult and i mean i feel more like an adult now and we're in our 30s now. Yeah, but, um, you know, during my 20s and 30s, mm -hmm. I'm expected to look somewhat put together. <laughs> and, like, I have it all figured out, right? That was, like, in my head. When I was younger, before I turned 18, I'm like, yeah, when I'm 20, I am going to have life figured out. Right? And boy, was I wrong. I think that's the funny thing. It's like, I remember as a kid, like, you want to you wanna be an adult so badly, right? Yeah. You're, you're thinking about like, I can't wait till I hit 18. I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to be a grown-up, right? And now I can sleep late whenever I want. I can eat junk food all day. Um, I can buy what I want. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. 
And you you do, right? Like when you go to college or when you start living on your own for the first time, you kind of go ham and <laughs> and just start doing everything, right? All the little childhood fantasies. Yeah. But then what you don't realize is there's a lot that comes with being an a, adult. Right. A quote unquote well, responsible adult. You know? Yeah. Even because even right now, like in, I'm in my mid thirties now and I feel like I'm still a kid. Like <laughs> even though I I look a little bit older okay <laughs> a little bit older even though i wilson denial i've by done the a way. lot of grown-up things like pay my rent right i have a car of my own i um you know i have a job so that's good that's a grown-up <laughs> thing right that's a grown-up thing but there's days like that i just still feel like i'm 18 years old still feel like a kid yeah i don't know do you do you ever feel that way yeah all the time and I think my problem is like when I look at my friends or my parents, they just look so refined and put together, <laughs> you know? It's like, damn, they have everything figured out. Yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like I pretend to be that way, but behind the scenes, it's like a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you pretend to be that way. I think it's more like, well, it's not like I pretend to be that. I try to put my best foot forward and pre- yeah. and be the most presentable version of myself. Right, right. Right. But behind the scenes, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Right. I, I haven't gotten it all figured out. Yeah. yeah. But then a part of me, um, I get a glimpse of, oh, I'm I'm becoming an adult. Right. When you know, for Christmas. You know, you always ask me, what do I want for Christmas? Because you always try to pick a category that'll, you know, that it's useful to me, right? So we're not just wasting our, our money on gifts. Um, when this year I told you, I don't want anything. And you told me the same. And my suggestion was, why don't we get new pens? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is that just us getting older? Yeah. We're like, I was excited over my vacuum slash mop. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that's uh, I don't know if that's just a sign of age or if that's a sign of maturity. Yeah, just being responsible. Yeah, the way you think and what what's important now versus what was important before is very different. Uh, And and I don't know. I mean, I guess like I, I think with life, there is no instruction manual. Right. Nobody's gonna be like, here's how exactly how you should live your life. But I think that's a good thing, too, in a way, yeah. because everybody has their own journey. And part of life is being able to figure things out through experiencing them, not by somebody telling you, you know, step by step what you need to do. Yeah. But I will say that I wish that there was a little bit more guidance. You know, I think <laughs> I wish there was a, um, more of a transition. Right. Transitional period, because... You know, from 17? No, from, from the time you're born till you're... Well, yeah. well, well what, by the time you're like 17, from the time you're born, um, you're, you're getting nurtured and, you know, taken care of by your family, your parents, you know, school, everything is structured, right? And then suddenly from, you know, 17, the next day you turn 18, you're <laughs> expected to make adult decisions. Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> yeah, right? and... As an 18-year-old, you're expected to make decisions that will 
and may affect you for the rest of your life. You right. know, that's why, that's why, I mean, this is a little off topic, but that's what they were talking about, um, like um, expensive school tuitions where, you know, a lot of pe- kids or well, uh, technically adults, right? By the time you're 18, um, you go to college and you have to make decisions of whether you want to borrow thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands or in some cases hundreds of thousands depending on you know if you're a private school or public school and you don't know better so you sign it and next thing you know you graduate and you're responsible for this huge lump sum um, of money and depending on your background right you can or you may or may not go to your parents for guidance on stuff like that i know like for us our parents didn't know, um, you know, the the college system or the financial uh, importance of whether you should borrow money or shop around, even shop around for a better interest rate. Right. right? Was it's huge if you know you have that leg up. Um, I, I mean, I got lucky because I went to a state school and I didn't end up borrowing that much money, but nonetheless, I still had to borrow. Right. Yeah, and and that's. That like our parents would have loved to give us. I think we would we would have gotten that guidance from them if they themselves had been through that process mm-hmm. before. But like I think we talked about in one of our previous episodes, you know, our parents didn't weren't born in this country, right? They came as immigrants, and so they themselves like how are they going to guide still us? Trying to figure it yeah, out. they don't yeah. know better. But so it was kind of up to us and um, trying to figure it out. And when you realize like oh, go to college that's the thing to do, right? That's what you're supposed to do. And student loans kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. You just, like you said, when you really think about it, it's kind of like, oh, you're a 17-year-old kid and now you're about to make this huge decision that like will impact you for your the next several decades as you repay the loan. You don't really know what you're signing. You don't really truly know what you're signing up for. And there's not much guidance sometimes in yeah. that way, at least when we were brought up. Maybe there's more resources now. There's internet and all that yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. But, um, and another thing is that, you know, when you're in high school, like I wish there was um, more classes on on helping you to transition to be an adult. Like just little. More practical skills. Yeah, and, like life skills. Mm-hmm. Right? I, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to interject a little bit because I. I, you know, having talked to older folks, they said they used to have classes like called home ec, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. heard about that. Home ec and it would teach you like practical skills, life skills mm-hmm. and things. I, I wonder why they got rid I of think, all that. Um, well, I think it's budget cuts and probably they don't they don't think that it's important, but it mm. is. It's like very things like um, they, I think from what I've heard in those classes, they taught you how to balance a checkbook. They taught you how to. Um, screw on a, a light bulb or you know build little furnitures and stuff like that yeah like handiwork yeah. or like different classes that provide you with just basic skills mm-hmm. or things skills that you would consider basic but a lot of us we don't know how to do things <laughs> that are beyond the conceptual yeah. and theoretical stuff that they teach you in school right um and you're absolutely right it's like one day you you go from being sheltered and and everything is taken care of for you as a kid. You don't have to think about it. You don't think about, oh, paying the bills or any of that stuff, right? Paying rent or how you need to do certain things or how certain things work in the yeah. household. 
it's just been done for you by your parents or somebody else. And then it's like, <laughs> welcome to age 18, throw you into the deep end and you're expected to know these things. And the, the scary part is that if you make an error on certain things like your credit or right on how those things work, yep. that can damage you for decades as an adult. Or not even build your credit. Exactly. Like I know a lot of people, I know some of my friends, like they, they never applied for a credit card mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, I don't need it. But that's not the point. The point is that you need to build credit. Right. And, and I was lucky because my dad actually understood that part. I think your parents too, they right? Did. But yeah. like they, they put us as a, um, they co-signed or, or added us on. Not co-signed. For, for me, um, that didn't happen. Oh, my, my dad did that for me. Like he, he put my name, um, I think as soon as I was able to or something like that on his credit card. And even though I couldn't use his card, mm -hmm. the fact that was that I was building credit through that process. Yeah. So for me, um, how I did it was, <laughs> this is going to age me a little because I don't think this business ex exists anymore, but Sears. Yes, so, Sears. So um, I opened up a Sears credit card. And, you know, at the time we needed a new refrigerator or an appliance. So my parents bought that refrigerator under my newly opened brand new credit card mm, the limit was very small it's only a couple hundred dollars the limit um so i think they had to pay for a portion of it and then you know charge that refrigerator portion a part of it on that card and every month um they would give me the the money to pay for that refrigerator to help me build you know credit and it started very small, like very like a couple hundred dollars. And every time the limit would increase, my parents would encourage me to use that credit card and pay for my bills that way and make sure that I, I pay off the balance every month. Yeah, and, and I think we were very fortunate that our parents understood that they part. They knew that much. Yeah, right, and they were exactly. able to pass that knowledge on to us. But I do know a lot of people, they don't get that yeah. or their parents didn't know. Um, and what you realize as an adult is that credit in this country, in the U.S., it's everything. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to buy a house, if you want to buy a, a car, car, any major purchase, even if you have cash, they don't care. Yeah. Right. Even if, if you need to rent an apartment or a house, you will need credit. Yeah, you, they look you, at your credit history. You, you could have all the money for the down payments on yeah. these things, but you might not qualify for the loan because your credit sucks. Or the interest rate is so high that it doesn't make sense to borrow exactly. the money. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one thing I think as for sure as an adult. And and like I was saying, it's not like when you hit age 18, somebody just hands you this instruction manual. Okay, here's what you should do to set yourself up, right? You you kind of have to just go through it make a bunch of mistakes which usually is what happens yeah right and then hopefully you learn through the stumbles and fumbles that you know you experience yeah i <laughs> realized that in my 20s oh my god i made so many mistakes but then i'm glad because i learned from my mistakes and every day i count my blessings that my mistakes wasn't Detrim yeah. detrimental to my future right. right it's like it's something i learned i laughed about <laughs> and i moved on and sometimes when i tell my parents they're a little terrified you know <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of like just through sheer dumb luck that we we avoided making critical errors that we could be paying for you know to this day exactly right because i i know i have a couple of friends saying, like going back to that credit situation where they 
they missed payments on certain things mm-hmm. on their credit card. They left the balance on it and they forgot to make a payment because they changed a bank account or an address. Something simple, Something right? Something simple. But they didn't think about it and boom, it takes years to repair that credit. Yeah. Right? And so it's just you you don't know what you don't know. And unfortunately, sometimes there's certain mistakes that you make and it it's it's a, a really big one. Right? Yeah, it and it'll take you. years to build that back up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think we can both agree that uh, in our 20s, we we certainly learned a lot. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes and... and uh, Some but, are embarrassing. Some, <laughs> some I feel like... I want to hear about those. Can you tell us all about the embarrassing ones? Let's start there. <laughs> Band-Aid okay, ripped. So, all right. So, um, you know, for the most part, I've... Well, actually, to the point when I finished grad school, um, I was living at home, right? And my dad, you, I know, I saved so much money, and you know, my parents are great, right? Like you, you've met them; they're so relaxed, chill. They didn't care what time I got home. Um, they fed me dinner, <laughs> lunch, right? Um, you know, they made sure I had they had I had like my favorite fruits and snacks. And my dad took care of all the bills where he made sure like the bills were taken care of. You would give them money, but I like, gave them money. he was in charge of actually paying it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. And the only thing I I was responsible for keeping track of was the cell phone bill, which I paid for my parents as well. Uh, at this time, you know, I was going to grad school, but I was working and right. I didn't want to be a financial burden to them. So, yes, I did help them financially. So it wasn't like I was living for free, like a leech. No, right. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, I, I my parents worked very hard for their money. So I didn't I, I wanted to be able to contribute as much as possible. And you're the type that doesn't like asking them for money. Never. I don't think you've ever I stopped you, yeah. I stopped asking my parents for money once I hit eighteen. You know, yeah. I decided just to just to make it work. Well right? you got a job and all that stuff, right? Yeah. You found work. your own money. Yeah, yeah. So I've always been very independent, but I was mm-hmm. I'm grateful that they li- let me live under their roof. Yeah. Absolutely. And they helped take care of me when you know, time was precious, right? Because, you know, having a home-cooked healthy meal is so important. Um, and just having that um, support system. But that's besides the, the point. So after grad school, I landed a cool gig, a really good job uh, out in Arizona, right? And, um, you know, I found an apartment on... I don't know. I, I don't know where. I probably just searched for it, like in the city, <laughs> a random apartment. Craigslist. Probably. I don't think it was even Craigslist. I really? think I just searched, and they were like one of the first couple links that <laughs> oh, showed up. That looks good, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it did look good but, in the pictures. And that's the other thing, right? That like, how did you even start? Because nobody teaches you how to go find a place to live. Yeah. You, or you at that up until that point, you didn't have to. I didn't have to. This is the first time I was moving out on my own. And you know what I learned real quick is that pictures can be very deceiving. <laughs> I mean, okay, right. granted, um, it wasn't that bad. When we got there, it's a pretty, it, it, it was well kept on the exterior, right? There was a pool. The laundry room was clean. Like it wasn't anything that's like, screams like alarm like run out of this apartment or break your lease right it looked decent i mean you were there with me yeah yeah i went to visit and i helped you moved in get moved in and um it looked fine yeah it looks fine and uh, in all fairness like i didn't have 
that much time to look for an apartment because that tr- that period of finishing school. You had school, a very last minute notice. Too, yeah, and yeah. finished school. And, you know, there's a lot of things happening in between um, that right, period right, too. Right. Um, so, you know what? It looked good to me. The price seemed right within my budget uh, from, you know, the salary I had at that moment. It's perfect. I wasn't going to go into debt every month. You know, I, I, I was adult enough to try to figure out the the financial situation too right i didn't want to uh, live beyond my budget of what i was going to get paid great this apartment looked great okay so i you know i had a um i didn't know that i paid for a cleaning service right until before I look, you moved in yeah until i looked at my bill this online bill that they have billing system months later and, you know, I was so young that I didn't even complain and ask for my money back. I literally showed up to this apartment and it looked like this place hasn't been cleaned for like five years. <laughs> oh, shoot. Like the toilets were nasty. Ugh. Right. And the sink and everything. I'm like. What did you actually pay for then? I don't like, know. I can't imagine if they actually did clean it and that's what it would look like. <laughs> I hope not. Because, uh, yeah, I was like, so I spent like a whole di- next day, I went to Target the next day and I bought like bleach and I literally bleached down the entire house. Right. And made sure everything was clean. And then months later, I saw the statement. I'm like, wait, I paid for a cleaning service. Like, and you know, at that point, I was just. And that's what, probably a couple hundred dollars. I don't know like what that. it yeah, yeah. It was. And Either way, it was money that you paid. For- I didn't even bring up the issue. Uh, I was too naive. But let's backtrack to the funny part. The funny part was I was about to move into that the house a week before. And I remember you asking me, hey, did you turn on your water and your electricity? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, wait, I'm supposed to do that? You were like dead serious. And you're like, wait, what do you mean turn on the water? Isn't it like supposed to turn on by itself? Like I just turn on the faucet, right? And I'm like... <laughs> I was in shock. I'm like, you're joking, right? You know like, I thought what? you were messing with me. You laugh at me now, but I actually recently I had a friend that said exactly the same thing. <laughs> we asked, "Hey, did you turn on your water and the electricity?" Because you know they were so excited right. to move into their new place, and they said the same thing. I said, "You were supposed to." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are supposed. I, I guess it's, to be fair, like. Some apartments, they do provide utilities and you don't really have to, you know, open a, open it yourself, right? To get it set up or anything like that. See, I thought it was just part of the, the contract, mm, right? It's I just see. like... I'm surprised they didn't tell there. you, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the apartment's fault too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, because, let's blame it on the yeah, apartment, yeah. right? Because like, um, <laughs> they didn't tell me who, the, like the, the company, you know, in the, the area. Service, the yeah. service, yeah. Nothing. I, I didn't see. get anything. I, I will say that for me, uh, the only reason, and I'm I'm joking, I'm teasing you, of course, but like the only reason I knew about that was because at a young age, my dad actually did uh, help teach me, you know, about paying bills and stuff like that. Like he showed us like the bills and he kind of went through it with us. So I knew it's like, oh, uh, and when we moved a couple of times, he would start the service or stop the service. So that's, that's how I knew. Mm-hmm. But I could totally see like how if, you know, your parents were taking care of it and they never really sat you down and, and went through that with you. Yeah. How are you supposed to know? Yeah. And keep in mind, we haven't moved in like ages, right? Yeah. It's not like something I see right. us do. And that was your first time moving 
because uh, you never had the the apartment um, experience in college, uh, which I had also. So mm-hmm. I was in charge of like, you know, turning on the electricity, the gas, all that stuff and keeping track of it and making payments for for all the all of the, the other roommates that I had. Right. I would just collect money from them and then I would be in charge of one of the bills or two of the bills, whatever. Yeah. So I had sticker shock. <laughs> but that's pretty funny. Like, though. um, I remember when I received my gas, I think it was a like gas electric or in water. I was like almost sticker shock where it's like, wait, the fees itself cost more than how much I'm using. All the fees, yeah. All the fees was like, wait, like my bill was like $10, but the fees were like 25 And I'm like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. wait, what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I think the other thing that I thought was interesting was that your apartment, that one specifically, they didn't like require rental insurance right or renter's insurance yeah they didn't say anything about it and i didn't know right i did not and i this paid, is yeah this is why it's important i paid for not having rental insurance um so you know in the so, middle of the night i feel drip 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 next thing i know the roof was leaking all over my bed. This was during the time, the monsoon season. Yeah. So the storms and the rain was hard. It's hard. It was hitting yeah. really hard out there. Yep. But um, yeah, so drip, drip, drip. It water on my face. And I real I woke up and water was dripping everywhere. <laughs> I remember you calling me about it. And uh, yeah, I wanted to cry because I didn't know what to do. It was coming down bad. It was right? coming down bad. So the best I could do was try to move the bed <laughs> out and um as soon as i can but by that time when i woke by the time i woke up you know because there are multiple holes it wasn't just one. Oh, i see so yeah. the other side of my bed is soaked which i didn't know um you know I, it didn't wake me up until it started <laughs> splattering on my face and that's a brand new mattress it's you a just brand new mattress yeah. i just bought yeah and you know they they quote unquote fixed it, and when fixed I asked, the leak because you asked fixed them right. Fixed the leak. I told them about. Did it. They, I forgot they they didn't even fix it till like a couple Three of days, days later, later or right? Something. Because the when it happened, I remember you you had to sleep in the living room or something, right? Multiple times. We ha- we need to get to that. Uh oh. But um, anyway, so you know my mattress was pretty damaged at this point. Um, so I went downstairs. I'm like, hey. Is there rental insurance like you know that comes with this rent? And that guy was like, "Yeah, we have like a very basic like rental insurance for all of our tenants that we you know the apartment um, provides in the contract." And I looked at the contract. You need to have like twenty five thousand dollars worth of damage. Oh my god! Like you know some something ridiculous like that. Right. So, so ended, basically, you're screwed. They didn't cover any of that. Yeah. So I ended up eating the cost. Well, and and take a step back. I mean, you didn't even know what renter's insurance was until that happened. And then you had to look it up to research. What do I do? Is there any, do you have any rights basically as a renter? Exactly. And then a month later, about another leakage happened. And so they didn't ta- fix it well the first time. Yeah. Was it in the same place? I forgot. It's the same place. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Another leakage happened. But this time, um, they said I have to quote unquote let it dry. I ended let up what dry the 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 hole in the yeah top. before they can fix it. I spent seven days sleeping on my tiny sofa. Oh yeah, and that's you know right. I didn't want to sleep on the mattress because it's wet now. It's soaked. 
Yeah. And it was turning yellow, wasn't yeah, it? It was exactly. weird. Because that's like rainwater seeping through who knows oh, what. I don't want to think about <laughs> it. And, that, and keep in mind, at that moment, I was too broke to buy another mattress. Yeah. You spent all your money already just to get the little bit of furniture, like the basics. It wasn't even anything extravagant. No. I bought... um like a, a $90 sofa from Ikea. Yeah. And all of my um, little nightstands were like $10 nightstands. Like nothing extravagant. Okay? Right. I didn't have anything worth taking in that apartment. <laughs> like, no, you would be so disappointed. You could break in and be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> Poor next <city>. house. <laughs> let, me give, let me give her some money. I'll leave somebody. I'll the leave robber some money. leaves somebody instead. Exactly. So, you, you know, the, my biggest investment was my mattress, yeah. right? Which was only like a couple hundred dollars. But to me at that moment was huge. Yep. I couldn't afford another mattress. So, you know, what? and I, my contract um, out there was only a year. So I figured, you know, I'm just suck it up and, and you know, buy, um, put additional sheets on it and just call it a day. And then um, it happened again. I slept on the sofa for a week. Um, and then towards the end of the, and it was fine, but towards the end of the lease, another leakage happened. Yeah. And I ended up sleeping on the sofa for another week. Yikes. So, you know, at most of my stay there, I was sleeping on my, my, my cheapy little sofa that keep in mind, it was so small that it could only fit like three quarters of my body. Yeah. On there, which is ridiculous. And you and know you're not you're not a big person. No, I'm is. only five feet tall. Yeah. And you so know that the, tells you guys how small that sofa was. Yeah, and the fact that they didn't even compensate me for my rent. And I yeah. asked, and they're like, sorry, no, we can't. You know, I'm like, but right. you know, at that moment I didn't know how to stand up for myself. Yeah. Or escalate the issue, right? I just yeah. took their words for it. Because I was very naive. It's still growing pains, right? Yeah. You thought like, oh, they'll be fair or they'll do things in like, you know, they see the situation and that they're going to be empathetic and, yeah. and, I'm and like, work with you, right? Yeah. And I'm like, at this point, it's probably, I'm probably, I have probably slept over a month out in the sofa. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, wait, that that's not acceptable. No, it's not. And, you know, there's renters rights, right? That I didn't even know about. Um, and then on top of that, this one time they had to break in my apartment. You know, sorry. Oh, no, no. Because the bathroom of the of um someone's downstairs, their 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 um, pipes bursted oh, downstairs and oh. the their bathroom. And in order to access this pipe, they need to enter my apartment when I wasn't there. And they entered without your permission. They just entered, they left me a voicemail and they said we're entering. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you didn't even tell me that you had to spend that much time in the couch. You probably were embarrassed about it or something. I remember it happened the first time. And maybe the second time. But then, like, I didn't even know that you had to spend almost a month there. That's crazy. Yeah. And, you know. And, and they the, weren't willing to, like, compensate or, or. No. And the house smelled like dust the whole time. Yeah. Because they were fixing the, the, the patching the yeah, hole and there's finally a, after and a while. there's an open hole to the mm -hmm. attic. You know, there's oh dust flying in the house. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeesh. Well, and that's the thing, right? You don't know what you don't know. You're young. You're naive. And it's kind of like, well, here's adulthood, right? Yeah. You're, you and I didn't want to tell my parents because I didn't want them to worry. And I, I think at that too, that point, because it's like you're living out of state, you're living on your own for the first time. A, a bit of it is also exactly what you said. You know, we don't want our parents to worry. And you also <laughs> want them to feel like I can make it on my own. Yeah. Right. Because it's almost like, oh, I don't want to have to run back home to the, the nest or like 
have, call mommy and daddy mm-hmm. because you're an adult now and yeah. you need to figure it out basically right yeah and no one and this is the first time i've i've dealt with it and then you know another problem i was running into was um taking care of myself um because you know when i was at home my parents always made sure that i had healthy meals healthy snacks right we barely had any you know junk food if any you know it, it was always healthy snacks and you guys would rarely eat out yeah exactly and which you're very lucky by the way i know yeah i count my blessings but yeah. um you know when i got to arizona i'm like wait i'm busy who's cooking for me? there's no food right so i picked up a really bad habit i was dining out every almost every single day and i was doing very little cooking in between um the only time i probably cooked was like on the weekend and um when i went to the market it was mostly to buy snacks like fruits though that was probably my saving grace but um you know i, I wanted i i mean i think it's i i i think with eating out it's fine but it's but, not like the ideal situation yeah. you know what i mean Eating out is fine if you're going to pick healthy options. Okay, <laughs> I was not picking healthy options. I think you were just eating. I was overindulging. Well, right. And there's a lot of pretty decent restaurants in oh, that area. Oh, there's a lot of good restaurants. And my coworkers were so sweet in the sense where they're like, yeah, we want you to be able to, you know, take enjoy all the restaurants we love. So we were going out like every night and lunchtime too. Right. And that's actually, okay, I'm getting annoyed again. This reminds <laughs> me when, when you try to make me feel guilty or you made me feel guilty thinking like, oh, poor Linda, she's out there by herself, has nobody to hang out with, or you didn't know anybody. And we talked about this on a previous episode, but it was like you guys had theme nights with your coworkers. <laughs> we did for food, right? You guys would try different restaurants, different cuisines, different, I don't know, dishes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that kind of falls there, right? Yeah. So that's what you guys were doing. And you were definitely indulging. Yeah. And then, you know, at this point, um, in my life, it was like kind of like the cool thing to go get yourself a five dollar latte. Mm-hmm. every morning or you know fancy coffee oh it's more than that it was like eight dollars no not when not the arizona oh really it was that's, like that's, five that's here in la yeah that's true <laughs> um no it's like it's like five dollars um so yeah so i'm like yeah you know what i deserve it i'm an adult now i can i, I have can. to sip on lattes <laughs> i need to sip on fancy lattes yeah pinkies up yeah pinkies up you know and i was going to dutch brothers which Oh, so good. Yeah. Right. I would. What's your drink? Share your drink. There's one drink (laughs) she was obsessed with. It was the only drink she would order every morning. Hot and cold. They're both good. No, it's called the Annihilator. It's basically like a latte with, I think, like white chocolate syrup. And I'm not sure what else, but it was amazingly good. Um, So every morning. I would get myself an annihilator before work. Before work, and well, know. I was there like uh, uh, on the days that I visited when I was there. You got one I, too. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let me let me clarify some things here. So when I was there, right, uh, the since we only had you working in the morning because I was there just to visit. You yeah. know what I mean? I would drop you off, right, at your work since it was really close it's like by. like less to than five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. So we would always stop at this drive through first at Dutch Brothers and get the drink. And 
I will, the first time we had that drink because you were like raving about it. It's so <laughs> good and it's really, you know, it's whatever, right? I, I just need to get the drink. And I drank it. I'm like, this is good, right? It's sweet and it's delicious. It's creamy. And I'm like, this Super can't cool. be good for you though. <laughs> I bet this has a ton of calories. You were in denial. <laughs> you were defending it saying, what are you talking about? It's probably like 100 calories. It's not that bad. You know, I'm in denial because this is the first time in my life, right, that I had money to spend on a $5 latte. And I thought, whoa, I've made it in life. Yeah, you had to justify it, right? Exactly. But it was funny because you you kept denying it. I'm like, no, there's no way something t- that tastes this good that it's no that is low in calories and then i i, <laughs> I annoyed you because then i pulled up the my fitness pal app right yeah. those those trackers for like calories and i'm like yeah, let me find out exactly how many calories this sucker is because uh, it was a big drink too right um it was like 16 ounces maybe no 20 ounces i don't remember it was There's a pretty big sizes, drink yeah. yeah but you would always get the large of size I would. that's why <laughs> um, and then we pulled it up and it's like oh my god this thing's like 500 calories or something mm-hmm. And then you're like, again, in disbelief and denial. and denial, you're like, no, you're making it up. You just want to say that. And then I showed you and then you're like, oh, yeah, but that that's not super accurate. <laughs> like, <Yeah. really? laughs> but OK, let me, I'll admit um, after by the end of the year, I, I got out of my denial and I accepted the truth. Right. right. Because I gained 15. Pounds. I was going to say that was what the wake up call was. Yeah, I gained 15 pounds. And it wasn't healthy weight. No. Um, and it was, and I gained, and keep in mind, I'm very um, petite, I, as petite already, yeah. and like, you know, usually a very active, like, you know, I'm always on the go and, you know. Well, you're moving your body or you're standing, right, most of something. the day or yeah, something. Yeah, so it's a, actually like a healthy weight, right? I've always been in the healthy weight range. Um, I gained 15 pounds pretty rapidly. Um, but at this point I started having health issues. Uh, I was tired all the time. Like my energy wasn't the same as when, you know, before, uh, all of this happened, I was tired. I was getting, um, bloated a lot. My stomach was hurting. Um, you know, on some days I was getting like acid reflux, which I've oh, never, I've never had before. I was taking like uh, omeprazole over the counter. I, I couldn't, you know, so that's when I started coming into terms with what I've done with my body in that short year. And I think you saw photos of yourself too. Because mm-hmm. I don't think you even recognized. But it's not even like a, a, a healthy weight. Game. No, I know. Exactly. It was to the, it was like um almost like a fluid overload. Salt overload, Sugar, like flu- like a fluid retention type right. of like weight gain that I was having. Like um, it was like my face looked puffy. It wasn't even right. like a healthy looking weight gain. You exactly. know that I'm working out, eating right, and I'm gaining that weight. No, it was not like that. And to the point where, yeah, I looked at my pictures and I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'm like, why does my face look puffy? You know, right. like this is. Yeah. It's not healthy. No. Right. Forget and, the appearance aspect, right? Yeah. It's just it's just what brought attention, I think, to what was happening. Cause when you're when you're busy and you're in the mix of it and and you're just doing it, doing things as usual, right? Like that's that was your normal 
routine out there everything right eating out every day and like burgers barbecue whatever whatever my co-workers yeah. came up with you're not yeah. thinking about no any of that from the health side or at least at that stage and and i had i didn't have anyone telling me right don't exactly like my parents like oh don't eat too much of that it's not good for you <laughs> like a gentle reminder like no there was no gentle reminder that and and like you said earlier this is the first time you actually have like some money now you're making some money yeah and you get to enjoy eating out for the first time you're going to try a lot of stuff, right? So mm -hmm. it's not a big deal. Yeah. But I think what the point we we're trying to make and sharing, I think this part uh, was same thing. Like as you, you, when you go become an adult or when you become an adult, <laughs> right? Technically, quote unquote, um, we tend to get busy and we tend to let, almost like life takes over. Career, people have kids, whatever it is. And we tend to put our health on the back burner. And you don't think about like, how important that is and that as an adult you are responsible you need to be responsible for your own health yeah. when, when you're a kid your parents might be there to say no to those right you can't have that chocolate or that extra yeah. piece of cake or that ice cream for dinner you can't just have ice cream purely for dinner yeah. right and what i learned from that year living alone and you know transitioning to fully taking care of myself is accountability right i can't blame you know, my unhealthiness on somebody else it's or my you. health on yeah. somebody else. You it's, have to learn to res be responsible for it. Yeah, it's my fault for overindulging, mm -hmm. right? And I think you can relate to that too. Yeah, yeah. I had the same type of situation where uh, I was really good. Like my parents did a fantastic job. They would always, you know, do their best as busy as they were to make us a home-cooked meal. Right. To make sure that the food that they were feeding us as kids were whole foods or, um, you know, less in like salt and grease and things like that, just so that it helped us develop good eating habits. Mm -hmm. But as I got into college, that carried over, which was good. Right. When I was living with roommates and things like that, we did try our best to like pack lunches to to cook at home. So I was fine. It wasn't until after I started working after college where I started making some money, right, to support myself. And I had a little extra and, you know, everybody wants to go out and have drinks or go happy hour or go dining out at, at lunch. Right. Um, and that's when I started indulging and I didn't pay attention to to health mm -hmm. and I gained a lot of weight, uh, unhealthy weight. Right. And um same thing. It was having an impact on my energy levels, on my mood, on just a lot of different things. And that wasn't something that I paid attention to. Yeah, I was never taught to. I guess I can't say I was never taught to like take care of my health. I mean, my parents did like try try in that regard. There was just when you're an adult, I didn't learn. It's almost like freedom. Yeah, you're like <laughs> off the leash, right? Yeah. You're out of this. You just want to run there's wild. There's no structure. Yeah. I think that's what it was, you know, and it's on you to do those things. So I don't want people to feel like we're placing the blame on anybody. No. It's just more of like, this is our experience. This is and what this we is what through. we learned. What we learned, right? That was yeah. part of our journey was that we had to come to the realization ourselves that, wait a minute, nobody else is going to take care of your health. Yeah. Like I'm in charge of my own health. And mm -hmm. we still have to think about that today, right? To the, at this stage of our life and going forward is even more important, right? Yeah. But my point was just that it, it just had to be something we had to learn. 
And yeah. even if somebody, I think, gave us a manual and said, here, you should take care of your health. I don't know if I would have taken it as seriously <laughs> unless I went through it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me also what I learned and the biggest mistake I made in my 20s was um, work-life balance. Um, I didn't, I guess at this moment in my life, I didn't know my value, my worth. And, you know, I'm always afraid of getting fired, right? That was like a, like a, a huge stress that I, I put on myself. So whenever, you know, my managers or my bosses ask if I can cover a shift, it's always a yes. Even if I was working seven days a week, I will say yes. Even if it's working nonstop, um, you know, um, 14 days, I will always say yes. Which you've done many times. Many, many times. I did that for many years in my 20s. With zero breaks. Yeah, yeah. There were no days off in that. For, it was 14 consecutive or sometimes longer than that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I would never, because I always, let's say if someone calls out, I will always say yes. I, I was afraid of saying no. And that's one thing you had to learn as an adult is really learning how to stand up for yourself, but also to say no. Sometimes saying no is more important than saying yes. Yes. And I was burning myself out. You know, I was losing my creativity. Right. Your drive. Uh, my drive. It's just like I was just, you know, a complete different person. And not to put blame on anyone, but it's because um, I think for me, it's because I, you know, my parents, they didn't really have a good work um, life balance. Right. I always saw my mom saying yes to additional shifts. Um, yes to additional like job if she was offered if 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 it can fit in her schedule she would never say no but you know times have changed um you know for my parents it was always trying to put make enough to put um um food on the table to make sure that the bills were paid for right and and i'm lucky that's not my case anymore um and that's not my journey and you know, for me, I had to learn that on my own is to have work-life balance. Yeah, I mean, that, for, like our generation, like as millennials and, you know, people, the young, like the Z generation, I think that's what they're called, right? Um, but like the, especially the folks that have been fortunate enough to grow up in this country, right? Like we, our generation, work-life balance is actually a thing. Yeah, we have the luxury and the privilege to even consider work-life balance. Yeah. Whereas the former generations, the older generations, that wasn't something necessarily that was available to them. Especially with our parents being immigrants from other countries migrating here, it w- what the heck is a work-life balance, yeah. right? For them, it was survival. It was barely enough to even take care of the bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they didn't have the luxury of picking time off or having like vacations just for the heck of it or mm-hmm. picking something that is they're passionate about. You know, it's yeah. just we need to do work to get money to take care of business. Mm-hmm. Right. So I I agree with you. I'm I think we're very, very fortunate to have to be able be able to think about work life balance. Yeah. But I agree because times have changed, because we do have that opportunity it doesn't mean it's not valid. We we definitely should think think about it, but it's not something that anybody ever taught us to think about. 
mm-hmm. right? For your overall health and your happiness and mental health. Mental health. Right? That Because that carries over to everything To everything, else. yeah. Like, um, you know, I was getting to the point where I felt unhappy all the time. Right? And I, I couldn't figure out what it was until, you know, after a couple of years of just on the go. Right. That I realized I need to slow down. I need or else I'm or something needs to change. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think um, that kind of goes hand in hand with as an adult, you you really have to learn how to structure and manage your time effectively. Because yeah. what ends up happening when you transition from being a kid to an adult, right, technically after college, right, for most people, even up until that point before you graduate college, everything is structured for you. Mm -hmm. Everything is already kind of dictated for you, whether it's from your parents or from school, right? Your schedule revolves around classes, for example, discussions, lectures, so on and so forth. It's kind of cookie cutter set up for you. Mm Mm-hmm. But once you... It's like built in. Like you have breaks built in. Yes, exactly. Like summer break or whatever, right? It's there. Someone has already thought it out for you. So you really never had to think about any of that stuff. But once you leave that structure, it's on you now. You have to make sure you take care of business and get things done in a way that works. Mm -hmm. And nobody can teach you that necessarily right they can't tell you exactly what to do but they can perhaps teach you some of the skills on how to manage time better yeah how to prioritize you know and i know that that was something that i didn't personally know how to do until i started working um in my career you were working long hours yeah and and uh it was something that i learned through the career was i there's no way you can do all these things in a single day even if you want to and being able to chunk things out, being able to time block, right? Anchor in times in your schedule to do certain things. But otherwise, and taking breaks, right? Adding breaks into your calendar throughout the year. Those are so important. Yeah. Like, yet we're not taught this stuff, especially not at school. No. They don't teach you how to do that. So as an adult, you hopefully have to figure it out through trial and error or yeah. someone in the corporate world teaches you how to do that. Yeah, because you know when you take that break, it's not a waste of time. That break helps to motivate you, replenish you. And the work that you do after a good break is going to be so much better than if you just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know that was really important for me is and it's still something we're working on. It's not that we've figured it out. No, absolutely. Uh, if you think that Will and I have it figured out, put please together. take that out of your mind because um, that is not the case. We I are mean, still, I mean, for the most part, yes, we're functioning, right? We're, we're doing well. Functional, you yeah, we're functional and, you know, the, the bills are paid for on time, which is a blessing in itself. And, you know, for the most part, yeah, we have some structure, but well, we're still working on it. Yeah, and, and I, I always get flattered when, you know, some of our peers or friends or people, they, they say really nice things, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, you guys look so well put together. You guys seem like you have your stuff figured out. And I've had clients where they're like, you know, you, you seem 
uh, like you're well put together and and I'm like I appreciate that but <laughs> you know in the back of my mind I'm like I like I said at the beginning of the episodes like I still feel sometimes like a kid like I yeah. I don't know what the heck I'm doing you know I'm yeah. just kind of like figuring it out like the rest of us and that's I think one of the really important realizations that I came uh, to learn over the years is that nobody ever really has it figured out no you know it doesn't matter what age you are um it doesn't matter how well put together you may seem we're all just struggling and trying to figure our own journey out yeah and i feel like once you figure out something <laughs> as there's another obstacle another layer another yeah. layer and when you look back you laugh and you're like oh my how god why, did, why didn't i do that <laughs> yeah, you know right. but i feel like even like the most successful people yes they talk about the mistakes they made in their 20s, 30s, 40s, because there's always room for improvement. Yes. And and being humble enough and letting your ego go to to open your mind up mm-hmm. to, to realize like we don't really know much. Yeah. No matter what stage or how long you've been doing something, you, there's always another level, right, to, to that thing mm-hmm. um, or life. Yeah. And you just may not be able to see it yet. Uh, but I think acknowledging that you don't know everything opens you up to be able to receive more and learn more over time. Absolutely. But I think also like with that, you know, um, kind of figuring things out, it does come with like, I'm not saying that somebody had to give me literally like a manual or an instruction handbook and be like. Because even if they did and you followed all of that, the outcome could be different. Could be different because yeah. it's it's just different. Yeah. Everybody's different. Everyone's right? experience is different. Yeah. So I think what I'm saying is I just wish there was a little bit more guidance in certain areas to prepare you, right? Yeah. Um, a transition phase exactly. or or maybe it was something that was taught to you that, that uh, can really benefit you in the later stages of your life or as an adult. That way you you can avoid making the same mistakes or avoid making critical errors. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you know, we've been very fortunate where uh, we've kind of skated by some of those critical errors, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that could have been very detrimental. Yeah. But like um, even pe- influential people, like recently we watched the the little clip from Dave Chappelle. Yeah. How he talked about, you know, he he was young and naive and he just signed a contract. Yes. Because they didn't know how big he didn't even know how big or successful his uh the Chappelle show would actually become yeah it was just an idea and something that they wanted to do so he signed a contract he's young he's eager it's like he believed in the the employer someone someone gave me a contract you know and you know when you're that young and someone offers you something you always think that they have your best interests at heart right? right and quickly you'll learn over time that no you need to have your best interests at heart and you need to do your re- research. Yeah, and- do your research, you know, read the contracts and and know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Don't just blindly trans- sign something. But here's the thing. I think in his video, he made a really good point, which I agree with, was even he did do his due diligence, mm-hmm. but even then, he's just a kid, yeah. right? Like you're, you don't know better. Like even if you read it, you might not even understand exactly. it. Exactly. And you, like you said, you 
assume. the terminology there is like so complicated. It's legal jargon, right? Yeah. Like any, like even when you sign up for a job, it's you're signing this employer agreement or contract. But to his point, he was talking about how legally, yes, he signed the document. Mm-hmm. But does it make that right? Or because, ethical? Because what yeah. happened was, and, and for people that may not have seen the clip, like he talks, he was kind of explaining why he walked away from the Chappelle show. And there was this whole period. Because at that point, that show and his popularity was at its peak, right? Mm-hmm. It was so yeah. high up there. It was one of the most talked about and influential, um, I would say, like social cultural thingies or whatever. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know what my terminology is, but um, it was very popular. And it was he's clearly very successful. And, and people were like, blown away like wait why did he walk away from that show with no explanation and there were rumors spread about him like about him going crazy or something like that doing drugs all these things that were false right um and it wasn't until more recently like decades later where he really kind of you you got to hear his perspective on what actually happened and basically he got screwed out of the contract like he wasn't getting paid basically mm-hmm. for that show apparently yeah right at least right now when they were streaming it yeah they were they the the studio or whatever that he was um under contract with uh was streaming his show and he's not getting a penny from that even though that's his work mm-hmm. because of the contract that he signed when he was what in his 20s or something i forgot the exact I don't age but yeah, and he also mentioned like um, that it's it's like legally his name doesn't even belong to him That's anymore. That's crazy because he signed the contract when he was a kid. Yeah, right. Like he was too young, he was too naive, he didn't know better, um, and and it sucks because at that point in your life, you just have you you like you said you hit it on the head perfectly. You think. Other people have your best interests at heart. They're his employers, everybody around the room was telling him, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great deal, Dave, this and that. Mm-hmm. And he felt like they were looking out for him. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And now he's still paying for that yeah. one time that he screwed, uh, like he got screwed. Right? Yeah. He signed the contract. And it's definitely something that I think a lot of us can relate to because even if you like for myself, I've worked with employers where I signed a contract early on. I didn't really know what I was signing necessarily. I was just excited, you know, to sign it. And mm-hmm. you realize later, it's like, wait a minute, there's stipulations attached to this that makes no sense, right? Yet it's legal. Yeah. It's technically legal on their perspective and what they're able to do to you, but it doesn't make it right. And just because it's legal doesn't ever mean it's ethical or mm-hmm. it's it's the right thing. I mean, slavery used to be legal, yeah. right? That does not make it a right thing. And I think that's where the issue is, you know? Yeah. So anyways, that's a different topic. I'm getting a little heated, but <laughs> I it know is what it that, is. Yeah, it's I just know. something you learn, unfortunately, right? And some of us, thankfully, sometimes we make it through that uh, relatively unscathed. But then you have some other people where... You know, you're under this contract and you get completely messed up because or of taken it. advantage take it completely of. taken completely advantage taken of. Completely taken advantage of. Yep. Yeah. And again, that is, it is part of uh, life and, you know. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. And I guess when, we, when all is said and done, right, I think when we talk about this topic, 
there's a couple of takeaways, right? Yeah. What what's something that for you when you look at like a, being an adult and whatnot? What can somebody that's listening to this take away from it? I guess mm-hmm. other than us complaining, because I don't want people to feel like <laughs> I don't we're want just complaining. people to think that we're just complaining, right? There's <laughs> like, always oh, I wish somebody taught me this. No, or there's that, always you know? a lesson. Yeah, and you got to take some ownership and too, right? Yes, number one is take ownership for your actions. And number two, I think the biggest takeaway that I've um, I've learned is it's okay to ask for help. If you don't know something, it's okay to ask someone, hey, does this sound right? What should I do? Right. Um, you know, I'm in this situation. You know, they may have more experience than you do. Yeah. To help maybe, you. maybe they went through it themselves. Yeah. And they, they were able to make it out. Yeah. yeah. And also another thing is, you know, if... If your schedule is so busy, it's okay to ask to bring in help. Yes. To help you, um, you know, to allow your, your 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 structure to flow a little better. Yeah, to free and, up and delegate some of the and tasks. And take some stuff off your plate. Yes, that can be delegated. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think another thing that we talked about briefly um, for me was just learning how to say no. Right, whether it's to learning how to say no to people and, and understanding that part of being an adult is being able to say no sometimes, mm-hmm. not giving in to just because everybody wants you to do something or it's the popular opinion or it's um, what you feel obligated to do, yeah. that it's okay to say no. Because yeah. if you say no to the people to the and they're the right group of people, whether it's friends or family or colleagues, They'll always understand. They're never going to take it personally or hold anything against you. Like if you didn't attend their event because of a valid reason or because, you know, you couldn't do something. You just had to say no because the real people, the people that really care about you, they're always going to look out for your interests. Mm -hmm. Right. And they'll be able to see it from your perspective. Yeah. You know, so I think part of being an adult, as hard as that is is you have to learn how to say no at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to realize that you are in, like you were saying, uh, you are in control of your life and you have to take full ownership of that. Yeah. You can't just throw the blame on everybody else or yeah. any, everything else. Yeah. And just just remember, every time you you mess up, you miss, make a mistake, you feel embarrassed, right? Those are just some signs that you're, you're growing as a person. And, you know, a lot of people will experience the same things that you did or made or made the same mistakes. And it's okay. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no greatness without risk, right? You have to be willing to risk being embarrassed or failing in order to achieve greatness in anything. But, yeah, okay. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. And <laughs> and as always, you know, that's that's kind of our experience. We're not here to tell you guys like how you should live your life or no. or that, oh, we have it all figured out and we're sitting on our freaking like, <laughs> you know, high horses or in our ivory towers saying, you know, this is how we did it, this is how you should do it, or whatever. It's not about that. It's just I think when you share it and you talk about your experiences, people can definitely relate. Right. We've heard some of our listeners give us feedback and yeah. it's always nice to hear. It's like, oh yeah, that may, you know, I'm going through that too. Or like, you know, or I can relate I, I to can that. Hear, I hilarious. understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so hopefully you guys, you know, got some some value out of it or at least some entertainment or uh, felt like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're in our 30s now and I'm sure when we hit our 40s, we'll still feel like kids and not have it all figured out. Yeah. Uh, but that's also the fun part of life. Yeah, and right? we'll laugh at some of the mistakes we're making oh, right now. Gosh, you know, it's <laughs> like, it's so simple. why did we, why didn't we do that in our thirties <laughs> or whatever? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always hindsight, you know, perfect, perfect vision in hindsight. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's the end of this episode. So make sure you guys, if you enjoyed it, go ahead and leave us a comment or a like on our Instagram at magnetic mismatch. Again, we are on YouTube as well, uh, same handle. And as always, if uh, you can, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That will definitely help us out a lot. Uh, And also, which is exciting, we've been seeing a lot more listeners pop up on um, Alexa and Mm -hmm. Amazon Music. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yep. So we're on there as well. And make sure to um, share our content, right? And uh, share our content and make sure you tune in every Thursday because that's when we release our new episode. Yep. So until then, guys. Bye. Bye.